0: Welcome to the Hello Beautiful podcast. I'm your host Samantha Roberto and I want to thank you for joining the conversation. We are a space of women empowering women and each week we dive into authentic and vulnerable stories with our guests because we believe it's important to have these conversations to learn and grow from one another. So subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. Today I am chatting with sensuality and self-love expert Eleanor Hadley and it is such a juicy conversation. We dive deep into the art of self-inquiry, how to explore and tap into your sensual side, and Eleanor gives one easy tip that will completely change your self-confidence. So on that note, let's get to it. Eleanor, I just want to thank you for being here. I am so excited to have you on as a guest. You are just a woman full of knowledge, and I've loved following your journey for the past two years since we met in Columbia.
1: Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. I can't wait to chat. So tell us about what you do. Absolutely. So I am a sensuality and self-love coach and founder of Sensual Yoga, which is a grounded embodiment practice inspired by yoga and exotic feminine movement. And so this is something that I created um, after I owned a pole dancing studio for four years in Melbourne. And then I had the idea of essential yoga and then the business just kind of grew and evolved. And now I'm coaching as well.
0: Amazing. So for you, because your background before this was in pole dancing, you probably saw behind the scenes, the constriction, that some women mm-hmm. might feel within that space. What's your, your feedback in that department?
1: Yeah, so I had the pole dancing studio for four years and it was a pole fitness studio and we taught women how to move their bodies in a sensual way um, and just become super strong and learn really, really cool stuff on the pole. What I loved about it is that it was kind of taboo. A lot of people were kind of uncomfortable about it when I first told them what I did and and a lot of people had lots of questions. It's just so amazing to see how powerful movement can be for women, especially when we're told a lot of the time that we're not meant to be sexy or that we are but only in certain ways and for certain people. And it can get really confusing And so I find that movement is such a powerful way to really um, reclaim your sensuality.
0: Mm, I love that. You mentioned the taboo. Where do you feel that this taboo sort of started? Oh, gosh,
1: I think it goes back a very long time. I think that there's a, a lot of taboo around sexuality, sensuality, femininity in general, because femininity is so powerful, but there's... Oh gosh, there's a lot of you know patriarchal sort of constructs that go way back in history about all of that. But I think people are really scared about sexuality in a lot of ways because we're afraid of intimacy. And that's something that I work with a lot um, with my clients is this fear of intimacy and being seen and showing up and claiming your sensuality, claiming your sexuality, being totally fully embodied in your femininity. It can be really scary for a lot of women.
0: It's Mm -hmm. almost like the hidden closet deep within. It's like something locked up deep within. But then if you open that up, you can also open up a power, would you say? Oh, absolutely.
1: It's the most powerful thing in the world, you know, to be fully embodied in your femininity,
0: it's incredible. So have you seen when you're working with them, they might come to you for one thing, but then all of a sudden, all these other things open up, like what are patterns that you see?
1: Absolutely, every single time I work with a client, you know, they might come to me initially because they just say that they want to feel more self-love, they want to embody their femininity and feel more sensual and what Happens a lot of the time is I work with the art of self-inquiry and I ask lots and lots of questions about why they might be feeling a certain way and what might be contributing. And a lot of the time, we find out that there's a lot of conditioning that's gone into how they view themselves and why they feel they can or cannot show up in a certain way. It's all societal a
0: lot of the time and on a subconscious level, right? Goes very, very deep. Very
1: deep, absolutely. There's a lot of things that we just don't question our conditioning. a lot of the time. And when we start to allow ourselves to question, and it, when I talk about self-inquiry, I always talk about it, asking yourself questions from a place of curiosity instead of animosity. It's not about beating yourself up about why I am this way or what's happened or like society and like shitting on society <laughs> for being, you know, the problem. It's, it's like, okay, I wonder why I wonder, I'm so curious. I wonder why this is how I feel. This is how I think. Okay. Now, where can I go to from here? Coaching is very much forward focused. It's not about diving so deep into the past that we get stuck. It's about thinking, okay, this is what's happening. This is what's coming up. This is what's under the surface. Now that I'm aware of it, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to really explore the possibilities from this empowered
0: state. And it's the awareness to it, right? Because if you're not even aware, it's like that's running on a subconscious level. It's a software of your computer system that's constantly Mm -hmm. poking you and constantly causing different reactions and different blocks and different constrictions. Absolutely. And this is
1: why I think that personal development is so powerful because there's always something that you can learn and discover about yourself. And it's not about fixing. It's not about you're broken and you need to be put together again, but it's just about learning yourself and expanding, constantly expanding because how beautiful is it to be growing all the time and learning more about yourself and just expanding it's it's incredible
0: and really no matter what place you're at you're always at a new place so you could even go to the same personal development conference or the same class and and each time something different lands
1: absolutely yeah I think that's so important there's never a point where you know everything
0: never I think it's almost like a point where you realize you don't know anything (laughs) like it's like there's a humbling to it where (laughs) you're like the more you know the more you realize you don't know anything at all and but that's okay it's a humbleness that comes with it Um, yeah it's beautiful so what are type of some of the things that you do in your personal life that keep you grounded and connected to this energy Mm,
1: Beautiful. What I do in my daily practice is I love movement. Movement is my most important practice for grounding. I do sensual movement, sensual yoga, obviously, most days. And it's as simple as just, I call it rolling around on the floor (laughs) in a way. (laughs) Just putting on some music that is really, really sensual, really sexy, that really makes me feel in my body. And also music that inspires breath is so grounding
0: honestly talking to you I'm just like moving my body you have this energy where it's like like undulating just like moving constantly you really give off this vibe
1: (laughs) that makes me so happy that's like one of the best compliments I've ever received so Ah! if everyone
0: can just like (laughs) grind and body roll when they're around me fabulous guys as you're listening to this wherever you are if you're in the car if you're at home if you're at the gym just start rolling your shoulders back just start moving your body and feel the energy feel the movement this is Eleanor coming through your, your <laughs> earbuds. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so I want to know why is this work that you're doing so important? right now? Oh,
1: right now, I think that in the entire world, we're seeing the uh, feminine rising. You know, We are in the age of the feminine. It's it destined to happen this way. And so I think it's high time that we all start to honor the feminine and not just women realizing its beauty and power, but also men realizing this in themselves as well as in people who identify as female. It's an energy. And so The work that I'm doing um, has always generally been with women. I'm now expanding to work with men as well because everybody gets so much out of exploring and honoring the feminine. It changes people's lives when we are given that permission to – Explore that energy and, and be soft and be vulnerable and be open and expressive. There's so much to it.
0: And for anybody listening, can you explain the the feminine, the yang and the yin? For someone who this is new, they can understand what the, the balance is and what the difference is.
1: Absolutely. So the masculine versus feminine energy, also known as the yang and the yin, the go versus flow. Sometimes when we say masculine and feminine, uh, we get very much in the binary of male and female. Uh, But it's more about the energy. And so with the masculine energy, that tends to be the more direct, focused, um, logical, rational type energy that gets shit done. It's really important. It's really important. And it's really beautiful. It can really hold space for the feminine. Um, It's got that really um, protective kind of energy. And then you look at the feminine. And the feminine is this really like almost wild and expansive and transformational very creative flowy yes emotional yes vulnerable but there's so much strength in that it's this this very grounding nurturing force and so it's a beautiful energy to have within any human being and the thing is that both energies exist in all human bodies regardless of how you identify, they both exist and they're both very important and we need both of them. Otherwise, if we are too skewed towards one or the other, that's where they start getting kind of out of sorts. And that's where we talk about, you know, the wounded feminine or the toxic masculine. And if we're too far in one direction of the spectrum, we can cause a lot of pain for ourselves and for others. Mm -hmm. But when we have both of them and we really honor both of them then that's when things are so much more balanced and harmonious
0: like if we were to look as a society on a macro level would you agree that we sort of have been in the masculine in the go 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 in the power that in place versus the feminine
1: absolutely absolutely we we live in a patriarchy there's no two ways around that that's the truth and the masculine energy that go energy is so much more um highly revered than the feminine.
0: Just to go into the type of work that you're doing, I'm curious, what are some of the common myths that you see around female sexuality and can you bust any of them from working in so Ooh. deeply in this space?
1: This is a fabulous question. Okay. So female sexuality is a topic I love talking about because it's so fascinating and we don't talk about it enough at all. A lot of myths about female sexuality, particularly um, around pleasure and orgasm, I can't tell you how many of my friends and my clients think that they are inorgasmic. how many of them have never experienced an orgasm, who accept that it's just not something that happens every time they have sex. And in terms of busting myths, I, I do believe that every woman is capable of an orgasm. There are many things that are in the way for sure Um, and a lot of it comes down to this deep-seated shame or fear around our own bodies and sexuality and so if we don't know our bodies well enough if we don't explore them if we don't feel we have permission and we don't give ourselves permission to explore our own feminine beautiful amazing bodies and our Mm -hmm. pleasure then of course we're not going to allow that to happen especially with a partner if we're not if we're not in touch with our bodies we're not going to open up to pleasure with a partner And it's so important for women especially that we feel safe and comfortable enough to open up.
0: What resources or what would you recommend like for a woman who is listening to this right now and is sort of sparking interest like, Mm -hmm. okay, wait, is this me? You know, what would yeah. you recommend for inquiring more into this?
1: Yeah, I think that if you're really wanting to call in more pleasure and especially orgasm into your life, it's important to start with yourself, like we've been talking about, and really explore what makes you feel good. What do you like? What don't you like? Giving yourself permission to explore your own body and not feel dirty or ashamed or weird um, about doing that. I always say to my clients, prioritize your pleasure. Mm. You must prioritize your pleasure because nobody else is going to put that first. Sure, if you're with a very generous partner (laughs) in some circumstances, but you need to prioritize your pleasure. Like you've got to put yourself first and you've got to allow yourself to go there by yourself first. And then when you are ready to share that, with a partner, it gives you access to what I like to call your pleasure language. Once you've learnt your own pleasure language, it's easier for you to verbalize that, vocalize that to a partner. And then you're empowered to be like, this is what works and this is what doesn't. Okay, let's go there. And also then you can feel the sense of trust that they'll they'll be able to take you there.
0: And that energy can just like Exude off you in every other angle and aspect and everything in your life.
1: Absolutely, I think that there's sometimes a lot of resentment about um, when we're with a partner that like they they just don't they just don't do anything right or they're no good. And at what point do you realize? Oh, I need to look inside and see what's my role in this. Am I? Do I even know what the hell gets me feeling amazing? Do I even know how to? Experience explain this to them? Have I vocalized this? I think it's really important. You know, you do need to, to know that deeply about yourself first so that you can share it because it's not fair to other people. We're not mind readers. You got to tell me you got to share and it's, it doesn't have to be as awkward as like, Hey, do this left, right, center, do that. You know, you know, it's not like a a notebook like a handbook like okay step one number one step number two it doesn't have to be clinical like that that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying once you know you can share nonverbal cues as well so
0: if someone was saying okay I want to prioritize my pleasure what's three things I can do what's that look like to do that okay
1: so First thing I would say is to spend time, intentional time alone, doing something that makes you feel really good. Okay, maybe it's a bath, maybe it's uh, just meditating, maybe it's doing something really nice, like some breath work. Find something that feels really nice. I love movement. Movement is always my number one. So... I'd highly suggest putting on some really sexy music and allowing yourself to just close your eyes and move and breathe and feel into your body. Then I would recommend starting to explore your body with your hands. And this can be as simple as just like running your finger down over your neck Mm. really slowly with breath. It feels amazing. And then allow yourself to explore even more around your body i think that self-pleasure is really really important um again because it's a practice that once you are aware of your own body You can share this Mm -hmm. and it's the most intimate thing that you can do with yourself because you're prioritizing your pleasure. You're getting to know your body. You're honoring it. You're showing it love. I love to use um, crystal wands and also yoni eggs as well. Super powerful um, tools for healing or getting more in touch with your body.
0: I love that. And I like it how you say, because when people hear that self-pleasure, they're thinking like it has to be the genital, but it's your entire body. It's not, you know, specifically those parts. It's literally absolutely everything.
1: Everything. And that actually comes back to women being multi-orgasmic. We, we are capable of feeling extreme pleasure in like almost any part of our body when we have allowed ourselves to open up to it um, so yeah it it can look it can look any way that you want it's your body. Explore it. You don't have to get permission to be able to touch yourself wherever you want. It's just about exploring that and enjoying it and seeing what happens.
0: So what about your pleasure language? You mentioned being able to find your pleasure language. What What is that?
1: The idea of a pleasure language is deeply knowing your do's and don'ts, your likes, your dislikes, and knowing it so intimately having almost like a map of your body Mm. and then being able to share it. Mm. So some people will like it when they're touched here, but others will hate it. And so it's important to be able to communicate this with a partner, Mm. both verbally and non-verbally. I think especially when we are relating with, um men um it is important to be verbal sometimes as much as we feel like oh that's not sexy or
0: i don't want to say that um sometimes it's really helpful i feel like a lot of times in relationships it's just this miscommunication you know but if you know yourself if your partner can also know themselves and then you come together it's like you could totally reignite a whole different side of your relationship
1: absolutely and so for example i have um a client of mine who she was really struggling with um experiencing pleasure and especially orgasming with her partner and she had tried to give some kind of non-verbal slightly verbal feedback occasionally about you know what he could do and his response was oh but this is what i did with my last partner and he hadn't quite cottoned on that everybody is so different. Every woman's body, every man's body, everybody is so different. And so this is where the pleasure language comes in because it's like you need to be open to learning someone else's and knowing your own. And so when you know, okay, this is how in my experience so far, I know I can experience pleasure. I'll share that with you. They can share theirs with you. And then together as a couple, you can explore even further. So it's almost like if you look at a map, we're talking about the maps before, right? I look at a map of like, this is what I know. And they say, this is what I know. And then we can then kind of set out on a new path together and explore what maybe neither of us have experienced
0: or seen before. It's never too late to open up that side of yourself that is within you that you just haven't it's just about yet. going deeper. it's yeah, just yeah it's just about going deeper so what other resources would you say for someone interested in going deeper like if you were to give five recommendations of things that they can do to create space to learn more about this or things that they can incorporate in their lives to sort of tap into those other layers, what would they be?
1: Okay, so my first one is always going to be movement yeah. because it's for me the most powerful. Um, movement plus breath is so powerful. And for me, I, I love yoga, I really, really do. Um, but because of my background probably with Paul, I love exotic movement and that makes me feel so sensual, so feminine and so powerful. Grounded, connected. It's incredible. And so the first thing is, I just want you to get a song, find my playlists as well. I've got a whole bunch of them on Spotify. Um, and put a song on, turn the lights down, turn the music up, and just close your eyes and move. Doesn't have to look perfect, doesn't have to be, you know, set choreography, it doesn't have to be like
0: a performance. It's just for you. It's just about how you feel. So that would be my first. And the one thing I want to say, I've done pole dancing so much fun. I just have to honestly give it a shout out. If it's something you've never done, go do a pole dancing class because it just makes you feel this empowered energy that we're talking about here that you're tapping into. It's just like. You leave there totally on fire. Huge pole dancing fan. (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pole is what definitely changed the game for me and set me off on this path. So I I definitely have uh, a lot to thank the pole industry for. So number So number two is the the art of self inquiry for me. I think is a huge, huge one. It's being able to ask yourself why you're feeling this way, why you're responding, reacting this way with curiosity and not animosity. That's the most important thing because, it, you know, it can be a slippery slope. if We just start being really self-critical. It's not about that. It's just about being in, like curious about what your journey is and how
0: you want to expand and grow. Journaling be as well. Gentle with yourself, that. right? Like the, the yeah. curious way is like a gentle way. No judgment. Exactly, exactly. It's it's super um, super compassionate to yourself.
1: It's not critical at all. It's coming from a place of love and a place of wanting to grow and expand instead of contract. So the art of self inquiry is number two for sure. Then I'd say to get more in touch with yourself, your sensuality, your sexuality, like we were talking about, is self touch, and self touch can look so many different ways it can be as simple as um giving yourself like a massage after a shower if you're familiar with ayurveda um, abhyanga is really really beautiful and powerful um giving yourself a nice oil massage again i love to do everything with sexy music on and the lights (laughs) down low candles on (laughs) but like that just heightens the mood so self-touch in any any form it's it's giving yourself permission to connect with your own body this is your body you have total permission when I actually side note when I used to teach pole dancing classes very first week intro um, my version of an icebreaker was we'd get um, the students to do like sexy walks up and down the studio in their high heels and I tell them like you know Let's like just run our hands along our body, like all the way up over through our hair up into the air um, and just like kind of claim your body. And I would say like you can touch your boobs like it's okay. They're yours. You have total permission. I, <laughs> it, go for it. And so things like that, touch wherever you want. Breast massage, super powerful, very heart opening. And then taking self-touch from massage to self-pleasure. It's your body, you know, mm-hmm. explore it. You have total permission. So that's number three, I believe. Are we at number three? Two more. (laughs) Okay. So two more. So creating the type of environment that makes you feel so juicy and luscious and sensual. You know, for me, that looks like low lighting and candles. As soon as the sun goes down, my lights go off as well. Mm. Candles, incense or essential oils. Um, It looks like having fresh flowers lots of plants around it looks like having your space be sort of clean and tidy purely so that you can have that expansive space to feel free and to breathe um it looks like having uh really like luscious cushions and soft blankets and this kind of thing i don't know if you can tell but i'm a taurus and for me sensuality is like it's the thing i just i need everything to be beautiful because why would I want to live or be somewhere that doesn't feel amazing to be in
0: totally with you and I totally agree and it makes a difference like when you start creating that environment you start embodying it and then everything else just sort of rolls off of that that energy and it really the, the details really matter.
1: Yeah, they really do. It's um, the the smallest things can make such a huge difference. And I always say to my clients, think about the five senses. You know, we want to be sensual. To be sensual is to be of the senses in your life. What can I see? Is there a beautiful view? Is there lots of clutter around it that makes me angry to see it? Um, is it dirty? What can I taste? You know, am I eating delicious food that? That makes me feel really good. Um, am I drinking some
0: amazing tea? What can I hear? No, I was going to say uh, on the the taste. Are you tasting mm. your food, or are you just shove it in your mouth? Mindful eating. <laughs> mindful eating. I do. I do an exercise
1: with my clients about mindful eating, and every time afterwards, they just look at me and say, "I that has I've never tasted anything right. as good as that." Like. One piece of chocolate that we ate very mindfully. Mm. Yeah, what can you smell? And that's where essential oils and incense comes in. Um, what can you hear? beautiful music or the sound of silence and um, something that makes you feel really good. And then what can you feel? And this is about, you know, what are you sitting on? Um, what's the temperature like? Do you feel comfortable? What are you wearing? Is there something that like, are you wearing like a beautiful silk kimono or a nice fluffy cozy robe or is your couch nice and soft with blankets? You know, just creating that environment to feel more sensual is going to, it's going to seep into your, your very being. Mm. so what would be your number five (laughs) number five I would say is where we kind of go from the internal experience from there outside our external experience to then our interpersonal so number five would be how we relate to other people Mm. we're social creatures and as much as I value and place so much importance on the self and knowing yourself we are social creatures and it's important that we recognize the the importance of community and so i highly value empathy i very much value the art of eye contact and this is something Mm. that i know so many people are uncomfortable with for me, it's just my my go-to. It's normal for me. I love to make eye contact because I want the person that I'm speaking to to know that they're seen, know that they're heard, know that I'm interested, know that I'm listening to them and only them. And a lot of people that I have spoken to are seriously uncomfortable with eye contact. But the thing about eye contact is that it makes people feel important And it also really enhances
0: intimacy. And that's something that I really feel as humans, we're missing a lot. It's a reaction sometimes people look and then all of a sudden, two seconds later, you look away. So if you are one of those people, bring awareness to this acknowledge that you might be doing it and then bring your eyes back to them little by little like try to be more mindful and you will notice I fully believe number five you will notice your world will change with that one simple tip and it's it's one that's often really overlooked so I'm so glad that you highlighted it because it will actually change your and the people around you their world.
1: Exactly and so you know while I can talk all day about the self and the internal experience It's so important to recognize that you are not everything in this world. Everybody else um, has experiences and it's important to recognize them. And I just think that as a society, as a whole, we're really, really isolated. We're missing that connection and that human um, intimacy. And it's so beautiful and it's so powerful to allow yourself to be intimate with another person, Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to be seen when you're talking as well, it's – it's super transformational to, to go there with another person. And so for me, eye contact is a huge one. Like I make total strangers that I meet, like eye gaze with me. <laughs>
0: so funny. I'm such you a hugger. Like if you ever meet yeah. me in the street and you go to like introduce yourself, the person will always go to put out their hand and I look at them, I'm like, I'm a hugger. And then I read their body language <laughs> and if they're super uncomfortable, I'll kind of go for it still. <laughs> but people love
1: it. It's so bizarre, I find that so many people feel very squeamish around eye contact. And I actually asked a whole bunch of my, um, my clients recently well, their thoughts about this. And a lot of them were saying that sometimes they don't feel like they want to make eye contact, especially when they don't believe what they're saying, mm-hmm. or they don't feel confident in what they're saying. So practicing the art of eye contact is actually an amazing way for you to build your own self-confidence, mm-hmm. to start believing in yourself. Like I'm talking, I'm important. What I'm saying is important. I'm gonna hold your eye contact because I want you to pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's not an egotistical thing. It's just a it's a self-honoring
0: thing. And you can look at it too, like not even just for yourself, but to honor the person who's around you. And I love that. That's the way that you put it. You are seeing someone else. You are giving the gift of, letting someone else be seen by doing it. So it's a, recipro- it's a completely balanced yes. reciprocal thing. Eye contact yeah. people, eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get anything else them. from this, eye contact. <laughs> okay, let's switch it up a little bit. Was there a point in your life where you felt shame or you had blocks that you had to work through that helped you realize the importance of all of the work that you're doing? In terms of my story,
1: I had the pole dancing studio and I ended up selling that because I had the idea for sensual yoga, but it also just didn't align with me anymore. And when I created sensual yoga, it was coming from a place of really wanting to explore sensuality, my own movement, but have it be for me and not from um a place where it needed to be witnessed and not from a performative space pole dancing was very much performative um which is great and i loved that but i liked the idea of it only being for me and when i sold the studio i i had been through a a rough breakup where i had felt like i lost my entire identity I know this is a very common theme with a lot of uh, women that I've worked with they feel that they lose their essence who they are their values in a relationship we can tend to merge with our partners and that was me I came out of this relationship and I was just like who am I what do I want what are my values and so it was a real journey of coming back to myself Lots of self-inquiry, lots of meditation, lots of yoga. And I came to realize that sensuality was part of my DNA in a way. Um, For those of you who are astrologically minded, I'm a Taurus and Taurians are sensual. That's just like a huge part of our identity. And for me, movement and feeling this um, feminine empowerment was so important especially given my history owning the studio and seeing firsthand how incredibly transformational movement and embracing sensual movement was for so many women. I just needed to explore that more and I needed to open it up to be more accessible for more women and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing
0: now. I really do believe that this can help heal So many different women and men, and essentially healing that energy can help heal the world. So it's really, really, really important work. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think so too. I think that the more of us stepping into our most authentic, highest versions of ourselves, for sure, we're going to heal the world. We're going to make a huge huge change
0: thank you so much for doing this and taking the time to be here if anybody wants to find you where where's the best place to reach out of course
1: thank you so much for having me as well it was it was so much fun and if you're interested in finding me and my work basically everything is just my name Eleanor Hadley and we're gonna include everything (laughs) in the show notes
0: so you can find it in the show notes you can reach out thank you so much this is wonderful there you have it what did you think are you feeling more connected to your sensual side thank you so much for being here we'd love to know where you're tuning in from so if you made it to this point tag us on instagram and let us know where in the world you are i'll post a link to eleanor in the show notes and remember we all have that feminine superpower under the surface it's just a matter of unlocking and tapping into it and as you do watch your world change next week we have another amazing guest so remember to subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration Until then, keep being you, be beautiful.